Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience here on ESPN LA 710. I'm Laferne Cusack. Today we're going to be firing it up. With our friends here from the Fire Family Foundation, we have Linda Corriente. I always have to say it like that. I haven't seen Linda for six years, but welcome back to the show. She's executive director, again, of the Fire Family Foundation. Miss Michelle Banks, founding board member and the president of the African American Firefighter Museum and also a, a retired LAFD paramedic. And also Isaac Burks, chair of Fired Up uh, Barbecue Competition and also retired LAFD firefighter. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I Thank am you. so happy to have you guys on here. And as I said, fired up because as I told you off the air, my son listens to Paw Patrol and that's how they say it. And that's one of the things we say in our house all the time. Fired up. So Saturday, October 20th from 12 to 4 p.m. Isaac, tell us about that, how we can take part. Well, uh, this event uh, is a uh, charitable fundraising event for the African American Museum as well as the Fire Family Foundation. Both of them are 501c organizations that uh, donate funds uh, throughout the California region as well as nationwide for families and firefighters that have uh, met some unfortunate situations with fire, flooding, or just uh, family tragedies. Um, my experience on the fire department for 30 years has always been... 30 years? Yes. Wow. Has always been um, one of serving the citizens of Los Angeles, California, as well as um, anyone that's visiting our city that may run into trouble. And for 30 years, I was a first responder, along with Michelle, who was a paramedic at that time. And um, we had quite a few incidents where people were caught in situations that they needed service. So we are still doing it with this foundation that um, uh, Linda is in charge of. Uh, it comes through the Fire, Fire Family Foundation. And um, uh, we're just continuing to serve the communities that we so much love. And Los Angeles is a huge, huge, diverse city with um, uh, a lot of different aspects of life. So we are still involved. Even though we're retired firefighters, first responders, we are still involved yes. with, the, with the service. Is it once a firefighter, always a firefighter? That Pretty seems much. to be the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a Marine term, but yeah, once oh. a Marine, always oh, a Marine. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, you'll, never get, you'll never get that out of, uh, uh, out of your system once you become a firefighter f- for that many years. Right, right. Now, did you guys know each other in the field? Yes. Yes, we did. And I used to sing to her all the time. The, the <laughs> Absolutely Beatles, wonderful. The Beatles, Michelle. <laughs> you know, the Michelle, my bell, song, oh. les vols, qui très bien ensemble. Très bien ensemble. 
<laughs> so it would just really put her on the spot every time I saw her in a fire station or out of a fire someplace. I'd just break out and start singing to her. <laughs> I she love that. She Absolutely. Like it. I love it. Oh, you I, didn't like I, it? No, I came to, after the shock of it, I came to love it and expect it and enjoy it and rest in it oh, and enjoy the tunes from, of Isaac. I yes. studied my French long and hard just to sing to you. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> so, Linda, how can people take part in this Saturday, October 20th event for free? Yes, well, you can see from the Isaac and Michelle, it's going to be fun. Yes. It's really going to be fun. It's fun people. And on October 20th at 12 noon, you come on out to the Firefighters uh, First Credit Union. And outside, we're going to have eight competitors doing barbecue, chicken ribs, and tri-tip. We're going to have a kid's activity. Tri-tip. Tri-tip. I'll be there. You'll be there. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) We hope you come, my friend. And we're going to have kids activities and a live band. And um, since we're talking about music, one of our band members there was one of the um, played with Johnny Guitar Watson. So if anybody knows Johnny Guitar Watson, he happened to be a dear friend of my husband's. So um, we're it's good music, good musicians, good barbecue, fun for the kids. It is free admission. However, we want people to know it's. per tasting. So from each competitor, if you want to taste what they're cooking and what they're competing, uh, the food they're competing with, it's $5. And we also have hot dogs for sale and waters, all reasonably priced. All right. And and how can we find out more about it? Well, you definitely can go to the fireitupbarbecue.org or our webpage is firefamilyfoundation.org. Or if people want to call me directly, mm-hmm. 323-550-4943. And I'd love to take all your calls and give you um, much more details. But it's a fun time. You really have a fun time Michelle, with the whole family. Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about the format? So when I drive up and me and my son get out the car to get some tri-tip. <laughs> he loves tri-tip, oh, too. Oh, good. He, he's, uh, he'll be six years I know I keep talking about him, but I just love him. Um, he, he'll be six years old by then, but he just eats so much meat. He's almost 6'4". Oh, my goodness. <laughs> A growing, a growing, six four. Yeah, a growing young one with a healthy appetite. Exactly. So, tell us what we should expect. Well, you you should expect an exciting environment with a number of vendor booths um, and a number of competitors who will be out there grilling and queuing, as they say, uh, to our heart's delight. On site at the Firefighters First Credit Union, you'll have folks there directing you, moving you around the facility with vendor booths, um, kid zone where they can play pumpkin painting, cornhole, coloring stations. Smokey the Bear will be on site. We'll have a shaky quakey. Smoker the Bear. (laughs) We'll have that shaky quakey. Uh, booth so that children can have a chance and uh, to experience what it's like to be inside of a building during an earthquake. Um, some of our confirmed vendors include Nina's Organics, uh, Firefighter Insurance Services, Nisi's Candles, Kiki's Cookies, La Pupusa, uh, I hope I pr- pronounced that correctly, yeah, La correct. Pupusa, Felice, Vegetarian Food and Fresh <clears throat> Juices. We'll have clothing, we'll have bags, we'll have books, uh, Cobbler Mania for those who want a little sweetness to go along with their smoky barbecue. Um, it had a number of, of vendor booths and so forth. So you'll have a chance to come out, experience the booths, experience the play area, listen to some live music, watch the grill 
thrillers in action. Buy your, you know, if if there are any left, buy your VIP tickets <laughs> on site beforehand, um, so you get a chance to go upstairs and, and stairs and witness it from a different vantage point. And then, of course, buy those tickets, uh, tasting tickets, so you can go from place to place, taste the barbecue, and then vote, so we can determine who the winner is during this third annual Fire It Up Barbecue. And it's going to be, again, at the Firefighters First Credit Union, 815 Colorado Boulevard, 90041. Isaac, can you tell us why this is so important? Of of course. It's important because um, we want people to know that firefighters are deemed heroes uh, when they're in their uniforms, but they are people just like the rest of us. They go home to their families, and unfortunately, sometimes firefighters uh, are met with um, fires in their own homes, in their own uh, residences, and fire has no um, boundaries as to what it will not burn or who it will not chase out. Sometimes our firefighters are also involved in losing their homes. Uh, sometimes our firefighters uh, have family members that um, may be stricken by cancers and mm-hmm. other um, diseases, and um, they need help just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. So the Fire Family Foundation uh, will seek information regarding that particular family and will offer financial assistance to them if we could, if they meet all the requirements uh, of that. And um, uh, it's a pleasure for me to be still involved in giving something back to the citizens. And we just don't serve firefighters and families. We also connect with other national charities nationwide to help them sort out who uh, can receive services from us. Yeah, I was telling you guys, I was talking with uh, a young lady saying how firefighters, you know, they go in to real dangerous situations and are exposed to so many toxins and carcinogens and it affects their health. Like, uh, I had a firefighter on a couple years ago and he had cancer and most of his friends have cancer from, you know, being a firefighter. It's it's disheartening. (laughs) Well, you you know, fortunately, um, medical science and technology has uh, helped the firefighters ward off some of those dangers. We have uh, better breathing apparatus now that we can send firefighters into a smoky atmosphere so they can still continue to breathe fresh air or fresh oxygen. Uh, The medical uh, science out there has also been able to uh, do a lot of research on firefighter injuries and firefighter uh, fatalities to find out just what it is that's killing some of the firemen prior to them getting to an incident. So uh, we have to give kudos to our medical research teams that mm-hmm. are all over the United States and the world uh, to help protect us with our clothing, with our breathing apparatuses, and also to provide us with the best equipment that we can to get to the uh, people that are, that are needing us. Michelle, as a former LAFD firefighter paramedic, can you talk about some of the things that you would see on your on a daily basis? Yes. I started uh, LAFD in the mid-1980s and had the pleasure of working out of the, uh, uh, in the center of the city. And I think some of the, uh, some of the most, um, some of the 
incidents that left the biggest impression were often the most tragic. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but there are things where um, families are separated, uh, traffic accidents, um, auto versus pedestrian, those sort of tragedies where, you know, one moment a person is fine, healthy, and walking down the street living their life, and in the next instance they're facing, you know, months of um, recovery, of recovery, pain, and so forth. I think the flip side of it is I always saw the community, wherever the incident take place, come out and support, you know, in a way, in whatever way they could. Either they watched, they kept space for the person mm-hmm. to make sure they could breathe. They attempted to administer first aid when, when they felt they could. And that is the flip side, the upside mm-hmm. of the community. That's one of the reasons why we serve. We stand in the, as fi- uh, firefighters, emergency responders, paramedics. We kind of stand in the gap between maybe your best day and your not so good day. Mm-hmm. And we do our best to ensure that we do what we can, use our skill, talent, and knowledge to get to you in a timely fashion, to provide the best possible care we can, and to then to get you to the right facility, healthcare facility, so that you have the optimal chance for recovery. And Linda, go ahead. Well, I would like to say this is a perfect opportunity at this barbecue on October 20th Mm -hmm. to come out. If you've been rescued or had the experience, what Michelle was just talking about, and you want to say thank you to a firefighter or you want to give back, even if it's with your $5 tasting, or if you want to go big and be a VIP sponsor and be in an air-conditioned room and have your tastings brought to you, that's $75 for a VIP sponsorship. Saturday, October 20th is the day to come out and say thank you. And I just want to say a personal uh, story in regards to why the firefighters are so important to me is because I said that my husband should be the poster person for the firefighters. He has been rescued so many times by first responders. I couldn't even go into all the times that... um, he, he would probably be very upset with me if I told you everything. But he has broken his neck, and the firefighters were the first people there to rescue him and the first responders. Wow. He also fell off a very large semi-truck, and most people would be dead, but the firefighters were there immediately. Wow. And there's just incident after incident after incident. Mm-hmm. So one time... Um, I had been probably working on my computer and making Italian sausage, and it burnt. And immediately, the firefighters were at my house. (laughs) Immediately. Wow. And they happened to be at the door and all their equipment. And all I could think is, I've just cleaned my floors. My house is neat. (laughs) And so I said, no, no, you can't come in. It's all okay. I just burned Italian sausage. I'm really embarrassed, (laughs) but you can't come in. And my husband from the back bedroom comes out and goes, Linda, don't you dare be mean to them. They're all my friends. (laughs) And I said, but I don't want their dirty shoes and everything in my house. I thought they were going to knock down my door. No offense, Isaac, but they were there. I thought the response time was, um, and of course, with my, the way I talk, I said, I know you're probably down at Cafe Med or right down the hill because that's where you love to hang out. But you can't come in. And then I brought out my pan with my Italian sausage. And these poor men that are all excellent cooks, which you'll see (laughs) on this Saturday at the barbecue, looked at me pathetically. Like, Um. how would you burn Italian sausage? (laughs) And I said, I know, I know, I know. But please, there's no fire here. It just was a lot of smoke. So, but, you know, seriously, 
the men and women of the uh, fire department are the most wonderful people. And you'll see that. And they're a lot of fun, as you've met Isaac and Michelle. Um, You'll just have a great time. It's some of the best people, the best food, and the best fun. Well, Linda, tell us about the Fire Family Foundation and what you do as executive director. Yes, the foundation was started after 9-11 and the response to help the firefighters. And it has continued on by the wonderful support from the credit union, the firefighters' first credit union. We happen to be housed in their building, and they are a big support. Of ours, but what our funds and why we're fundraising is to support firefighters in need and fallen firefighters' families. We also offer scholarships to firefighters' children, and that's a wonderful program. And so that will be um, the deadline for next year is May. 15th to get their applications in for their scholarship. But it's wonderful to see um, that next generation and how bright they are. And this past year, we gave out 10 scholarships, excuse me, 11 scholarships, um, because we had a tie. So that was $55,000 that we gave for the kids to go to school. It's a wonderful program. And then we do support other fire charities where we do not provide that service. So if it's in another state or even here in California, and it would be we just funded some disaster rescue training, and that was another charity that could provide that. So um, it's just a wonderful cause. Um, very, I'm very proud to be the executive director and very proud to be representing them. Yes. And Isaac, so you are chair of this fired it. Fire, fire it up. <laughs> fire, nice. I just can't. I'm sorry. We're going to have uh, you on the microphone on so Saturday. Right. So tell us about all the planning to get up to this event, October 20th, uh, Fired Up, firedupbbq.org. Okay, well, um, something this large uh, has to be sought out, it has to be planned, and we started planning this. Uh, early this year, around eight, March or April, because of all the logistics that are involved, uh, we bring on a lot of sponsors, and the sponsors come to us with money and tell us that they want to help sponsor our program and our event. And if I can mention the sponsors, if that's okay, uh, our biggest sponsor is the Los Angeles County um, Supervisor Hilda Solis, uh, the United Firefighters of Los Angeles City, which is uh, UFLAC. <clears throat> we also have Council Member Jose Wezar in Council District 14. That's a big sponsor. We have the Straussner Sherman Law Firm in Van Nuys. That's a large sponsor. And we also have CSE Insurance, which is a title sponsor for our event this year. Um, uh, so uh, all of those organizations are involved in some of our meetings. Uh, and uh, we are happy to have them come aboard, and we encourage them to write those checks so we can deposit them in our accounts. That's yeah, very important. Um, but the city of Los Angeles, a lot of people don't know this, we have two major football teams in this city. <laughs> we have two major <clears throat> baseball teams in the region. We have three basketball teams. That includes the Sparks. We have two soccer teams in this city, and we have a huge fan base for our hockey team, the L.A. Kings. What people don't know is that we have two fine fire departments in this city. That would be L.A. City Fire Department and L.A. County Fire Department in the city of L.A. 
So with a city as large as ours, with a diverse community as we do have, uh, it is great to have an event like this that reaches out and covers the whole spectrum Mm -hmm. of our citizens to have them to come and see what we do, not just because uh, each year we have a fire service day, which is the day the the public can come into the fire stations, talk to the firemen, have some refreshments, take little rides on the fire engines if the captain at the station so provides that. But it's a way that they can come in, look at the fire station, talk to the men and women there, and get acquainted with their neighborhood fire station. So we cover the gamut. Uh, just like the sports people in the yes. city covers with the, all the teams that we have here. And L.A. is um, definitely the entertainment capital of the world. People come from millions, well, thousands of miles, let's say, around the world to come here to L.A. And we are very proud to know that the, our fire departments are here to represent. So how do you know if you're going to get L.A. County Fire Department or L.A. City Department to like if you call 911 Michelle it's based on your geographic boundary so if you live within this the formal boundary of the city of Los Angeles the city of Los Angeles LAFD will respond to your 911 call if you're in a county area LA County Fire Department will respond some cities within the county of Los Angeles have their own specific fire departments such as Beverly Hills uh, Fire Department we have engineer Mitch Furman barbecuing at uh, the fire it up barbecue Mitch Mitch, <laughs> shouting out to Mitch, <laughs> as well as uh, other cities within um, the county. So it's a geographic boundary issue. So, and, and just, oh, did you have No, no, no. Just to um, go off of Mitch, we also have Mark Curry. Mm-hmm. He's a competitor. Mm-hmm. These, all these people are vying for first place distinction. Dwayne Harper, Mike Finger, Jason Johnson, Antoine McKnight. Cedric Moore and James Nicholson. Now, they all are going to be cooking up some fine recipes, yes. correct? Okay. Yes. Secret <laughs> sauce. <laughs> now, a couple of these uh, individuals, uh, Cedric Moore, Dwayne Harper, and James Nicholson, um, uh, they are members of the uh, Fire Family Credit Union. And Dwayne Harper and uh, Cedric Moore are Los Angeles Department of Transportation employees. So a shout out to LADOT. Those are the same people that give you tickets on the street when you parked illegally. <laughs> but, but the transportation department in this city is a huge organization, and they have a lot of people over there that know how to put down a grill. Oh, yeah. So we're exciting. happy to have them to come back to us. Exciting. Now, Michelle, tell us ab- about the African American Firefighter Museum and uh, your initiative and what we would expect if we went there. Great. I I just love having the opportunity to share a bit about the museum, the African-American Firefighter Museum. We are an all-volunteer, donation-driven nonprofit dedicated to collecting, preserving, and sharing the heritage of African-American firefighters. We were founded uh, founded in 1997. We're housed in the beautifully restored Fire Station 30, which is uh, located on historic Central Avenue at 14th and Central in southeast downtown Los Angeles. Fire Station 30 was one of the two previously segregated fire 
fire station uh, in Los Angeles between the mid-20s and mid-50s. And if you're looking for a landmark to help you find the fire, yes. st- fire station 30, think the 10 Freeway and Central Avenue a couple of blocks north or uh, think directly across from the old Coca-Cola bottling factory. Oh, okay. In fact, there's one little quick story. The station, while it was segregated between the mid-20s and mid-50s, uh, the men there used to actually walk across the street to Coca-Cola on a regular basis and pick up a case of Coke in the glass bottles back in the day. And we actually wow. have a photo of that in the museum. Uh, we use the story of the old Stentorians, the men who integrated the LAFD, to show how and demonstrate how individual and collective action can advance society. Our programming includes educational tours and activities for folks of all ages, on and off-site disaster preparedness programming, fire service leadership training, and recruitment activities. Um, So when you come to visit us, we'll take you on a tour of the historic building, which has a unique architectural style that brings in folks uh, from the architectural preservation community. We have folks visiting who are interested in in historic Central Avenue history. And we'll share with you some of the artifacts that kind of show what these men experienced um, during that integration process and how they excel despite adversity. Um, strategically, the museum is on the path to becoming an accreditation-ready museum by 2021. We're shifting to a community-driven, co-curated approach to research, collection, interpretation, and storytelling. And we're expanding our educational programming to support development of critical thinking skills. Mm. And we just would like to invite folks out to help us, part to partner with us, help us build this space so that we can ensure visitors to the museum and to our off-site programs uh, continue to have a an opportunity to deal with uh, or to interact with living history. And I say living history because we are primarily a group of active and retired firefighters who are literally the result of the 1950s desegregation effort and the subsequent civil rights actions that changed local fire service employment practices. So before the 50s, was it that firefighters, if you were from a predominantly minority community, that certain firefighters couldn't go there? Is that correct? Again, geographic boundaries kind of designated where you responded. Um, so, so would they have designated African-American firefighters go to African-American homes or no? I, you have to consider the time. And during that time, there were covenants in place in the city of Los Angeles that did not allow people of uh, color. To, of color. That's a nice way of putting it uh, to, to move into certain areas. So de facto, you may have a segregated fire station serving a segregated community. Got it. OK, got it. OK, so when this when this went into effect, what were some of the challenges that uh, African-American firefighters faced? So during the years of segregation, when you think about employment practices, the men who were there when they tested via the civil service uh, process would score and be placed on a list for promotions. Um, Given that there were two fire stations in L.A. that were segregated, when the officer ranks were full, uh, folks could not promote up. You may be number one on the civil service officer test. But they would say things such as uh, you say things such as you'd make a great officer, but there's no position for you. Mm-hmm. And so please release your space on the civil service list to allow the white firefighter to promote to fill the officer position at a white fire station. Yeah. And often that would happen. Mm-hmm. On occasion, it would not um, because the men refused to relinqu- relinquish their spot to help show the inequity um, in that practice. Mm-hmm. And as a result, the list would stall. Um, some of the 
other uh, unfortunate things that would happen. It would be like running a gauntlet to get from the engine when they integrated into some of the other fire stations, running a gauntlet to get from the engine to the bedroom or to the the recreational area of the fire station. Uh, negative comments, things being thrown, and so forth. There are incidents of um, really horrendous experiences where one uh, firefighter came home after a, an event, uh, went to bed, placed his head on his pillow, and there was uh, feces in the pillow. That And it was a joke, a, mm-hmm. a quote-unquote joke mm-hmm. played on him by his fellow white firefighters men could not eat uh at this in the kitchen with the white firefighters um there are just a number of really negative activities that took place now given that experience these men banded together um, took their story to civil service used outside counsel arnett hartsfield who is a founder of this museum um, and others took the battle, the legal route, to ensure that these things, would, these sorts of actions, would stop, and that men and women would have the opportunity to uh, fulfill their desire to serve the public as firefighters. That ultimately changed employment practices. Stations were desegregated right after Brown versus Board of Education in the mid fifties. Um, men were able to promote, but there continued to be a practice of. Um, of limitation, shall mm-hmm. we say, that mm-hmm. took place. And it's that subsequent civil rights action and subsequent um, attention that the Stentorians brought to bear on uh, unequal employment practices that allow a person like me to have a 31-year-plus history with the wow. Los Angeles Fire Department. Wonderful. So when I say we are literally the result, you know, I'm living, walking history and a testament to what they endured. No... African-American firefighter lost his job during that uh, struggle to integrate the department. I believe there was one individual, a Caucasian firefighter, who was fired because he refused to participate in the antics and negative behavior oh, wow. of his coworkers. Is so he still alive today? Do you know? I believe his son is. I'm not certain that he is. I'm not certain that he is. But it, it was a group effort to move and advance society. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that is w- without knowing this history, because uh, I I certainly did not know. Um, but you know, I know about you know racism and all the you know things that may have happened. But within a certain organization, you're like, oh right, why wouldn't it have happened that way, right? So talking about it is so fundamental to us growing. As human beings, I'm very proud that you guys and happy that you guys are on here. Thank you very much. If I may say this, um, Laferne, racism is an ugly word. And um, firefighters and police officers were also subjected to racism uh, in the early days of the fire department history, as well as the police department history. And some of that racism still lingers not just in the fire service and police service, but it lingers in schools. Mm-hmm. It lingers everywhere <clears throat> because this country has such a uh, division when it comes to color. Mm-hmm. And um, what Michelle spoke about were some of the atrocities that uh, firefighters would suffer <clears throat> going to work every day to be firefighters to protect 
neighbor's property and to save lives, but come back to the fire station and have to be shunned because of their color. Uh, the history of the museum, which was a fire station back in the day, you might say, uh, it was the only place where black firefighters could work because the administration felt that it's better to keep all of the blacks in one location. They would better serve uh, their community. Uh, but that was segregation, and that was not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that's yesteryear. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen anymore. Unfortunately, in some parts of our country, firemen and police are still um, ostracized because of their color. And, um, you know, the good old boy attitude sometimes jumps up and, and bites them. But uh, things are much, much better than they were uh, back in the turn of the century. Things are much better than they were back in the 60s and 70s. But it's still a big, big struggle. The African-American Firefighter Museum here in L.A., I think, Michelle, is the largest in the United States. Well, we're the first and only freestanding museum dedicated to the heritage and history of African-American firefighters. I think one other fact that folks don't realize is that blacks have been firefighters in the city of Los Angeles since the early 1890s. Um, I think the L.A. Times discovered for us uh, that Sam Haskins was on in 1892. So we have an over 125-year history of fighting fire and serving the public in L.A. And yes, yes one thing I'll say, if you're the recipient, if you're a person being rescued, and of course, in my position at the Fire Family Foundation, I do hear from people that say, you know, the first responders and the firefighters saved my life. And they're so grateful to that. Um, I have a dear friend that was hit um, by La Cienega and Beverly by a car. And she said, I know I would not have survived if my angel firefighters weren't there. I don't think the people that have received the services ever look at who those people are except that they saved my life. They are my angel. So I hope... Well, if they didn't, then, you know, they're they're probably dead. (laughs) Well, and I I would hope, I hope the whole community and world can look at people that way. Yeah. That we're serving one another. We're a whole community. And um, definitely, um, you know, we're so grateful to that. Mm -hmm. And so I think our event on October 20th is, um, you know, that time for us all to come together and appreciate the history. I know that there's going to hopefully be a special guest that will represent the African American. Yeah, special guest. Um, (laughs) That will share some of that history that Michelle and Isaac were talking about. And I think it's it's sometimes very difficult, what you were all talking about, to think that Los Angeles was actually like that because... Um, I didn't live here then. Mm-hmm. And so. Where did you live, Linda? <laughs> Where were you? Where in, the, from? in the 50s? <laughs> no, that, that was, you know. She was a debutante. She, uh, she moved was, around a lot. The, the 50s was a little, a little bit before my time, you know, yeah. so hopefully. Um, but so I, I think the history is extremely important, yeah. but I'm just so grateful we've moved on from that, but we never want to forget it. But um, salute all the firefighters. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely, if you've been rescued by them, you're going to be yeah. pretty happy. Show up. Comes. Fire 
to fire it up bbq.org this is espn la 710 i'm laferne cusack speaking with linda corriente michelle banks and isaac burks talking about fire it up bbq competition there'll be a whole bunch of people cooking some good stuff and a lot of activities for your family isaac yes uh, also i'd like to um add that uh, the Los Angeles City Fire Department has a Harley-Davidson Motorcycle Harley-Davidson Motorcycle <laughs> Club and those boys are going to ride in on the 20th That's awesome. to join join us uh, you know Harley is a fine American machine and um, they make quite a bit of thunder mm-hmm. so uh, I'm looking forward to accepting them and welcoming them as they show up well if anybody would like to donate a, um, a Harley. Harley to myself <laughs> <laughs> I am open yeah. well, we have, I welcome it we have to thank the um, well we do have a raffle if they donate to our raffle you can buy raffle tickets and then, for a Harley? yes so if, oh, they, do- okay, if they yes. donate one we're putting out that we're oh, putting, oh, that, right. we're putting okay. out a call of action <laughs> yeah action. Yes. Come on, Harley. <laughs> um, one other thing I'd like to add is that uh, this would not be possible if it wasn't for the um, Los Angeles Firefighters First Credit Union, uh, which our organization comes under. And we have a fine staff of uh, people on both of those organizations. And our committee uh, needs a round of applause for that, too. Mary Staubel. Mike Dumas, Kelly Shope, who is the co-chair with me on this event, Eileen Rogers, Linda, as well as Michelle that are here today. And if there's anyone there that I'm missing, I'm very sorry. But um, they have given us nothing but support yeah. to to help organize this event so we can d- um, raise money for the African-American Firefighter Museum and also the Fire Family Foundation, which is uh, very, very re- rewarding. Again, uh, if you need information on this, you can go to info at firefamilyfoundation.org or you can go to www.fireitupkelly, that's one word, fireitupkelly at gmail.com. And uh, you'll get information about the uh, event as well as a history about the uh, Fire It Up competition as well as Fire Family Foundation. Now, what is this... This isn't your first year doing this event. This is the third year. Third year. Yes. Okay. And Michelle, tell us about the first year. What was your experience? The first year was fantastic. It was held at the site at the African American Firefighter Museum. Wonderful music, lots of wonderful volunteers, um, good people coming out, sharing stories, listening to music, eating barbecue, and helping us uh, raise. Oh, yes, Isaac's wiggling in the seat, <laughs> dancing. Yes, there was dancing. <laughs> we had street closure to allow the vendors to come out and sell their wares, clothing, different food items, books and historical pieces. We had tours going on inside the facility um, and, and on the grounds because we do have a secondary building and a mm-hmm. secondary park area. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. So how much has it shifted or changed to this year? Well, I'd say that it's it's grown each year. This yeah, is the second this, year that it's being held at the Firefighters First Credit Union, and we will, you know, uh, explore the possibility of shifting back and forth between the two facilities. I like the Firefighters First uh, uh, platform because you do have that wonderfully air-conditioned VIP room, on, you know, where folks can can observe and partake, you know, in, yes. in a confined environment. I do want to add that. Um, 
the volunteers are what, as with the African American right. Firefighter Museum, the volunteers are what makes this happen. As yeah. I understand it, we have over 60 plus volunteers in addition to the staff time that the Firefighters First and the Fire Family Foundation has put into it. And Kelly Shope has actually um, gone, who is a board member with the African American Firefighter, has gone above and beyond along with Isaac yes, to yes. ensure that um, everyone has a chance to participate. They also have and have had at all three during all three years the fire cadets who are wonderful. These are young folks who are interested in becoming firefighters or working in the fire service profession who provide uh, their service to the community by supporting activities and assisting with these activities. Um, the judges, and I just want to say a little bit about the judges and maybe Isaac, uh, you can tell a little bit about the judges from the past, but I think this year we have the rib doctor um, who's won uh, multiple barbecue competitions. We have Angel Duncan, who is a trained Le Cordon Bleu uh, chef. Mm. And these folks will be present to help us determine who wow. is the number one BBQer uh, <laughs> at the Fire It Up Barbecue. And if I can make a correction, her name is pronounced Angel. I, I do apologize. Oh, okay. Angel Duncan. <laughs> yes. And I'll just add, the judges will be giving and they're making their selection, but all of the people that attend can also have a, a vote for the People Choice Award. So we'll oh, see. I was going to see. We'll see. If- well, no, that I was going to think. I was thinking. Well, you know, why don't you have a volunteer? <laughs> <laughs> a volunteer judge. Are, 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 are you available? Oh, are you, I was thinking about my son because you know because that would be cute. <laughs> he, he, he would require cute. a chaperone, of course, right. <laughs> to help guide his tasting. Right. <laughs> but yeah, wouldn't that be neat? That I bet be I think someone in the be... audience would be. He, he could be an honorary vo- uh, judge. <laughs> judge. <laughs> yes, yes. But that, but that, wouldn't that be cool yes. if someone from the audience got to be a judge themselves? That right? is an interesting concept. That is. I I think, I think she's pitching her family. I, you know, I think I think we have a new committee member. I do. <laughs> but uh, speaking of members, so like the volunteers, I know you guys are a nonprofit organization, and volunteers are the bread and butter of how you guys can continue to help our community and help our firefighters, right? Yes, Yes. it's very true. We definitely depend on volunteers to help us and definitely with the um, committee members that will look for sponsorships, um, put out the flyers. This is a free event, free admission. You do have to pay for the food and the tastings. But so everyone in the community can come, but we need to get that word out. So just like you, Lafern, we're grateful that we have this vehicle to be able to say, come see us on yes. October 20th. Come and have some fun with us. Get to know us. And, of course, we'd love to have more people come in to help us fundraise for the, our, both of our great causes, have people serve on our committees, serve as leadership. I think you can see Michelle and Isaac are extremely fine examples yes. of what giving back to the community means. Um, we and never passionate. give up. We never give up. Yeah. On uh, our community and serving our people. And um, I think all of us just want to make a difference. I think that's why we're all here. Absolutely. We, we want to be a part. We want to hold hands with everyone. We want to say, we have a great city. L.A. is a wonderful city. We want to improve it. Even though our organization, our Fire Family Foundation, is a national organization, the barbecue, we will be representing L.A. and L.A. County and all the firefighters that will be there. Um, we want to salute them. We want to say thank you, give them a hug, and um, 
I probably could give him a million hugs, or my husband. Um, he maybe can wear his neck brace and come out and say, I'm still standing and I'm here because of you. Um, but it will just be a great time. It's just all the elements of what makes the city great, the people, as Isaac has said, the diversity, how we all come together. And um, Laverne did say, where are you from, Linda? Well, I did live in Nashville, so I know ah. some pretty good pulled pork. Oh, and I, yeah, And I know about some barbecue. <laughs> I am so hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and, of course, when I did move to Nashville, the thing about, um, it, you know, the beans, always. And I thought at first that um, I happened to be w- doing a diet menu, and they said, well, we'll have beans on this menu. So, oh, I approve that menu. for. <laughs> and then when I get there, my whole plate is white, mashed potatoes, fried chicken, <laughs> and the white beans. Oh. So, so I learned about southern beans, and when they, they say beans and cream potatoes and all of those great foods. But... Um, I'm a believer. I love barbecue, and I'm probably like your son. Um, try to stay a little bit away from some meat, but you, you have to love barbecue. Yeah. Well, okay, so my family's Jamaican, so when we go to Jamaica, we get jerk chicken, of course. And then they put some things in the barbecue that make it flavorful and <laughs> make it like so amazing that I'm I'm drooling right now. Do you guys talk about the techniques that each of these participants are going to Well, just use? a bit, but we were coming into the lobby downstairs and we were kind of hoping that you would have a supply of jerk barbecue up to taste. (laughs) We're so disappointed. Well, it's funny, but in our family, only one person makes the jerk chicken. Ah. You know, it's one of those things. Are they here in the studio today? No. You know, uh, America is a great country, uh, by far the best country in the world. And American citizens are very, very grateful. They are always at the top of giving. Americans give to so many thousands of organizations to help people, their neighbors, strangers. And in the city of L.A., we know that um, once the listeners out there to ESPN 710 hear this, they are going to come in full force to help both of these organizations continue to do what we do. Uh, We're always welcoming donations. You can donate online. You can call Linda up and find out how to donate. You can email Kelly Shope at fireduppkelly at gmail.com. I got that in my head. (laughs) And uh, uh, you'll be directed to Linda or Eileen Rogers, and they'll take your donation and place it where you want it to be. Um, distributed. So we are vying to the city of L.A. Come out. Don't be shy. Drive a couple of miles to the edge of Pasadena in Eagle Rock and partake in this event on the 20th of October. 815 Colorado Boulevard at 90041. For more information, go to fireitupbbq.org and then also firefamilyfoundation.org. And Michelle, what is your website? Our website is aaffmuseum.org. 
aaffmuseum.org, and you can find additional information on the barbecue at that site. Now, we talk about uh, diversity within the fire departments. One of the things and initiatives that I've seen now is trying to get more women into the department. Can you talk about that? (laughs) Just a bit. Yeah, it is an interest in initiative uh, fire service organizations across the country. I think uh, the latest stats I... Uh, reviewed from the National Fire Protection Association indicates that uh, we have about 7% of the total uh, career firefighter population are women. Um, first of all, firefighting is not a job for everyone. You do need to have the physical fitness, the the passion, and the interest in doing that kind of work. But isn't it that's with every job? Not every job is fit for every person. <laughs> Correct. Right. Not every job is fit for every person. And for those who are interested, the doors are open. And yes. certainly in L.A. City and L.A. County Fire Department, the doors are open. I believe there are active recruitment efforts taking place now mm-hmm. for ongoing hiring. So folks who are interested uh, should check into the local fire stations, uh, fire departments, across the region and get their specific uh, requirements. Typically, you're 18 to 21 years of age, high school diploma, GED, um, some sort of emergency medical tech background, but every department is different. You've got to find out what they require before you come in. But women are an interesting part of the population that we're interested, uh, that they're interested, the fire service is interested in recruiting. That's great, yeah. And I think the more the younger people that come on board and learn about the history of firefighting here in Los Angeles, the more that we can grow as a community here in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how right there, huh, LaFern? I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, the, the Fire Cadet Program is a great avenue for young females and males to enter. Uh, it's uh, working hands-on in the fire stations. And you are become a member of the Cadet Program, and uh, that becomes a stepping stone for permanent hire with LAFD. You still have to go through the process. You still have to go through all of the avenues of being hired by the fire department, whether it's county or city or Pasadena or Long Beach or Santa Monica, any of the other outlying cities. They all have uh, very good uh, programs to recruit. Uh, We used to uh, recruit uh, nationwide. And I think some of the larger fire departments uh, in the United States still reach out beyond the boundaries of a state to get good recruits. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first came on the fire department, uh, my badge said fireman. Mm -hmm. We were firemen. Mm -hmm. And in about five years after I got on, there was a change in the name on the badge to firefighter because it included females. And we still have firefighters on our badges. The police department used to have policeman on its badge. Now it has police officer. Mm. Or, 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 yeah, police officer, I think. So um, uh, we are adjusting mm-hmm. to the uh, favorable, equal, diverse cities and counties as well as towns that we are not just a man club anymore. We are very diverse in attracting 
females for all of the uh, fire service as well as the police department. So uh, that's why we have not said fireman here at all. <laughs> and I don't think you'll find fireman on much of this uh, uh, material. Yeah. It's firefighter. Isaac, and don't we have someone representing as a competitor, a uh, woman um, firefighter? Uh, well, I think one of the one of the um, uh, competitors is the Los Angeles Women in the Fire Service. They'll have a Women in the Fire Service group there, which is not a nonprofit organization, and their ranks are female. Oh, there are no men in that organization unless they are the secretaries. But for the most part, the women in the fire service has a, their own group that will be there uh, throwing down some ribs and some Ooh, brisket for you. And some tri-tip. <laughs> <laughs> tri-tip. Uh, so, um, oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Did I just lose my train of thought? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like here. Okay. Fired it up. Everything is about family and friends. Yes. You know, and that's what radiated with me the most is like you you know we're helping firefighters we're we're helping the family of firefighters but if you come to this you're part of the family you're part of our family absolutely absolutely yeah um michelle can you are you able to talk about a situation that might have changed you or an experience that happened that you can share with our our listeners and I'm going to ask you that, too, Isaac. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> fortunately, there have been several life-changing experiences. Um, in terms of one call, I can say that I really understood and um, appreciated the, the team effort between police officers and firefighters. It had an unfortunate ending, but it was demonstration of how we work together in service to the community. There was a call or an incident where there was a woman experiencing trouble. And in fact, um, she had invited someone in because she was selling a vehicle and he had, um, oh. there was an altercation. Um, during those days, police officers, although they may have known CPR, they didn't actively uh, provide first aid simply because they wanted to make sure that the patient received the best possible care. After they secured the arena, we walked in and found police officers doing uh, cardiac uh, CPR on this person because they were so uh, so much wanted to help her survive. That was one of the times I realized that we are a team, we work together, um, and it's the effort of everyone that goes forward to ensure safety of folks in the community. Unfortunately, this lady did not survive. Um, and it brought home for me personally the fact that despite our best efforts, despite the fantastic skill, despite the passion, that frankly, we are not in control. That final decision is not man-made. It is. It comes from another space. And all we can do, I was humbled, all I can do is do the best job that I can at that moment to ensure safety and provide care. And so it just helped me frame the remaining period of my time on the department. Be humble, deliver your service and your gifts, and the world will take care of the rest. That's beautiful. What about you, Isaac? Well, um, I can say that I've been very humbled by um, the service that I provided uh, through the fire service. Uh, It's a quick learning service. You learn how to uh, best serve the citizens that are in need. And uh, there have been many, many incidents in my 30-year career that uh, uh, sort of shaped my 
experiences as a fireman, firefighter. But uh, some of them were pretty tragic, and some were not so. But uh, just being on the front lines as a firefighter in this city sometimes becomes very taxing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go out at all times of the day and night, all types of weather, and we do what we're trained to do to protect life and property uh, within the confines of a community. Um, It it is not always pretty. Uh, I know Michelle is more hands-on than I am with uh, with people because of her paramedic uh, positions. But um, you always see a photograph of a fireman coming out of a smoky building, excuse me, coming out of a smoky building or down a ladder with a limp child on his or her shoulder that they found in the uh, structure fire. And that stays with you forever. Those images are ingrained in our brain forever of a fireman giving CPR to a small child after finding them in a bedroom full of smoke. Or uh, it doesn't have to be a person. It could be an animal. People's animals are like family to them. I had an incident once where we had a fire in an apartment building, and this lady was outside just screaming that her cats were in the house. Well, some of the cats, uh, I don't know how many she had, but some of them got out of the fire. And this one particular cat uh, was found under the bed. And we grabbed it out, and I handed it over to another colleague, and that colleague ran down the stairs on the exterior of the building out to the paramedic ambulance, and they administered CPR and oxygen Mm. to this feline, and it survived. And just standing there watching that with all the other news crews and the people outside, the neighbors watching it, um, the lady just kind of broke down and um, started crying because the fireman had taken that initiative and Mm -hmm. taken that much time to bring her cat out of the smoke and the fire. And that's what we do. Yes, exactly what we do. uh, Maceo Parker has uh, a song that says, that's what we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> well, that that could be a great motto for firefighters anywhere in the world. And, and it's true. That's exactly what we do. We protect life. We save property. And we go about our business. And then we go home to our families uh, on the next morning. The, yeah, the beauty of this type of public service is that we have wonderful opportunities to come together and excel despite the situation. Firefighters, paramedics, emergency responders, first responders stand in that gap, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, The flip side of that experience of being humbled by the limitation that I have as a paramedic is the experience of working in emergency management as planning section coordinator, watching multiple people come together from across the city of Los Angeles to address wildland uh, fire response citywide, seeing the passion, energy, Mm -hmm. and sacrifice Mm -hmm. that people will make individually and collectively to ensure that the city as a whole is protected and that folks have the resources they need to to get out of, you know, bad situations. I I think that's the, the, the piece where that fire family fire service, public service comes together. Um, And we try to echo that at the African American Museum. Yes, there are tragic stories. And yes, I've shared tragic incidents. But it's the it's the the passion and the ability of humanity of all of us to come together to resolve an issue on an individual and collective level and to work forward, you know, to lean forward and to, you know, 
preserving our community, yes. building our community, making it more you know uh, sound and safe. Um, and so forth. And just and just to add, um, in order for us to preserve our community, if you're ever on Laurel Canyon and you flip your cigarette out of your window, <laughs> that's though, not good. Right, no. That's not good. That is not good. Even though there are signs that say, "Please, you are in a fire zone. Please do not flip your cigarette butts out there." I, I that just. Just that's a that's my public service yeah. announcement. Well, well, yeah, all fires are not um, accidents. Some fires are are started maliciously as well as um, stupidly. Uh, some fires are started as spite mm. um, because of a, a, a human issue or domestic issue, and firemen are there regardless to help to respond to the nine one one call to put the fire out. To clean up after they put the fire out, make sure it's all cold and wet, and then we go back to our stations and continue to do what we do in the stations, keeping it clean, preserving the maintenance on the fire engines, and wait for the next call. Wow. Yeah, fire has no boundaries. It burns everything and anyone. It's a science. Mm Mm-hmm. And they also are known for being good cooks. <laughs> yeah, you do learn good how to job. cook in the fire station. Yeah. Good job, Linda. Give us again the rundown for Saturday, October 20th. Fired up a BBQ competition. All right. It is Saturday, and we hope it's going to be a glorious weather day. And it's at 12 noon till 4 p.m. We're going to have eight competitors, chicken, ribs, and tri-tip. You're going to have kids' activities. We'll have some pumpkins for the kids to decorate and lots of arts and crafts. We're going to have a great band, and we still need a band sponsor. So if anybody on ESPN has some music contacts and you want to um, sponsor our band, uh, we'd love to have some more dollars coming in and sponsorships. And we also will have um, food and drink. It's for purchase, very reasonable. And um, your tastings. Tastings are $5 or 10 for $40. So bring out your friends and family. Um, I know personally I have some friends that have all had little babies and children, and I haven't been able to see the children, like Laferne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I'm going to put on my social media, please, if you come on Saturday, I'm buying you lunch, oh. because I want to see these little children <laughs> oh, that I never awesome. have time to that's see. Yeah. So it's also a great way to invite your your friends yes. to come out, uh, family-friendly, meet some new friends, and just as Michelle said, and Blafern, you are a part of our family. If you come on Saturday, we're going to welcome you with open arms. Um, and I hope you'll get to say thank you to a firefighter. I think um, that's one of the most important things. Show them that we're really happy about what you do. Awesome. Is So is, is someone... You know, barbecue and jerk chicken, I need to know. I don't think we have the jerk chicken as a, one of the categories, oh, okay. but uh, we have a lot of substitutions for you. And the <laughs> one that we will serve you right away, Laverne, is um, cobbler, peach cobbler. Oh, yummy, yeah. yummy. We've got uh, sides, peach cobblers, mac and cheese, uh, oh, collard yummy. greens. Wait, what type of mac and cheese? Uh-oh. The good type of mac and cheese. <laughs> Corn, <laughs> cornbread, and of course, uh, the company. Complimentary uh, assortment of uh, tri-tip, brisket, chicken, 
and um, ribs. I look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for sharing your story, for sharing all that you guys are doing with the Fire Family Foundation and the Firefighters First Credit Union and also the African American Fighter Fighter Firefighter Museum. Linda Corriente, Executive Director of the Fire Family Foundation. Michelle Banks, Founding Board Member and President of the African American Firefighter Museum and also LAFD Firefighter Paramedic Retired. And Isaac Burks, Chair of Fired Up Barbecue Competition and LAFD Firefighter Retired. Such a pleasure. Thank you Thank so you very so much. much. Thank Lafer. you so much, Come on out, folks. Again, yeah, Fired Fire It Up BBQ.org. I'm Laferne Cusack. This is ESPN LA 710.